Ready for this? Get up! This? Get up! And this? Get out of here, Scott! Right. Time for tonight's highlights. Here's Greg Matzik. Game one of a three-game series between the Brewers and Rockies from Coors Field in Denver. Adrian Hauser on the mound for the Brewers. Ryan Feltner for the Rockies. It was the Rockies who struck first in the first. In the blink of an eye, Colorado loaded the bases despite not hitting a ball out of the infield. An infield single, a walk, and an error set the stage for Charlie Blackman. One. And Blackman a base hit in the left center field. One run is in. A second run. Rogers around third. He's going to score. It's a two-run single for Charlie Blackman. And the Rockies have runners on the corners. Lane Grindle with the call. The Rockies would add a third run via sacrifice fly. So just like that, after a quiet first inning for the Brewers, they trailed 3 to nothing. Hauser needed 31 pitches to get through the first, but he would settle down after that. Hauser sent the Rockies down in order in the second, and in the third, and in the fourth. And in the middle of it all, the Brewers dented the scoreboard. After a leadoff double in the fourth by Rowdy Telez, Hunter Renfro grounded out. Colton Wong struck out, so two on and one out with Andrew McCutcheon at the plate. The 2-0. Line drive back up the middle, straight through into center for a base hit. On it quickly is Hampson, but they'll wave Telez around third anyway. Throw to the plate, bounces in. Foot first slide, not in time. Rowdy scores. A sharp single to center by Andrew McCutcheon set the stage for Jace Peterson. Now the pitch. Poked into left field. A long run for Bouchard over towards the line. Bouchard is not going to get it. It lands fair. Only a foot or so inside the chalk. Bouchard has to play it on a hop, and McCutcheon scores. There's Josh Maurer with the call. It would go down as a double for Jace Peterson, plating Andrew McCutcheon. So the Brewers put two on the board, but still trailed 3-2, entering the fifth. Another 1-2-3 inning for Adrian Hauser. 15 batters in a row. Hauser would retire the second, third, fourth, and fifth, all in order after that 31-pitch first inning. Brewers would also go quietly in the fifth. It was in the sixth inning when the Brewers seized control. A leadoff single from Telez to start the inning. Colton Wong was then hit by a pitch after Hunter Renfro struck out. Andrew McCutcheon then ripped a ball to third. This is a key play in the game. Colton Wong was hit by a pitch after that Renfro strikeout, right? So McCutcheon's up at the plate. He rips the ball to third base. Ryan McMahon fires the ball to second, but Wong was able to beat the throw. Where McMahon fielded the ball, it didn't look like he was going to be able to get Telez at third base. Telez, of course, going on the crack of the bat because, well, they had runners on first and second. There was a force out at third. I'm a little surprised McMahon didn't try and make the throw all the way across the bag to first base to get McCutcheon. Instead, he went to second. Wong didn't even slide. He came off the bag, but a tag was not applied, so ends up that Wong was safe, so everybody's safe all around. All of a sudden, the bases are loaded for Jace Peterson. Pitch. High fly ball, left field. Drifting back a couple of steps is Bouchard. He will make the catch. Tagging is Rowdy Telez. Chugging down the line. He's going to score, and this game is tied at three. Yeah, I mentioned that situation is so nice to have a guy like Jace Peterson. He goes opposite field with a sacrifice fly that scores a run, so a productive out for Jace Peterson. Next up, more production from Victor Caratini. And the 2-2 pitch. High fly ball, deep right field. Blackman's back at the track, at the wall. It is gone for Victor Caratini. 
Brewers lead it 6-3. The hit of the game for the Milwaukee Brewers. I know it takes a variety of hits and singles and walks and hit by pitch and all that stuff, and that's great. Brewers needed all that today, but a three-run home run changed the tenor of this game in one swing of the bat. Stage 6-3 until the eighth inning when C.J. Crone tacked one on for the Rockies with one out off Taylor Rogers. pitch. And a high fly ball deep left. Yelich goes back to the track at the wall, and it is gone. Crone has hit his 26th of the season. Rogers got himself into trouble. You had that early out, and then the C.J. Crone home run, and you think, okay, well, just you know, get back on the horse here. A solo home run is not a killer. Well, next thing you know, the bases are loaded. And Rodgers was able to get a second out in the midst of all that. But he ended up leaving the game in favor of Devin Williams, who was called upon for a multi-inning save. The 2-2 pitch. Ground ball, left side. Adamas has it. Throws to first. In time! And Williams gets the ground ball and gets out of the inning. And the Rockies will leave him loaded here in the eighth. Yeah, that was quite a jam. You know, no lead is safe, or at least no lead feels safe inside Coors Field. And even leading 6-2, or 6-4, I should say, 6-3, 6-4 in the ninth inning, you're thinking to yourself, oh boy, I just get a runner on base and anything can happen. Well, Williams got out of that jam in the eighth. He did come back to work the ninth, looking for his first multi-inning save, and the leadoff runner did reach base. But then Williams really settled in to the inning, recording the final outs via the double play. The 0-1 pitch. Ground ball to short. Adamas to second for one. Long throw to first in time! And the Brewers win! That's how the game would end. Six runs, nine hits, one air for the Brewers. Four runs, five hits, no airs for the Rockies. Hauser picks up the win. He improves to five and nine. Ryan Feltner takes the loss. Game was played in about three hours and 15 minutes. And uh, by my view of it, there might have been as many Brewers fans in the stadium as there were Rockies fans. Game two of the series will take place tomorrow, and Brandon Woodruff will be back on the mound for the Brewers, who look to make it two in a row and win the series over the Rockies. You're kind of feeling like win the series is going to be a phrase that you refer back to from now on out for the Brewers as they uh, play the rest of this way, trailing the Philadelphia Phillies by two games in the wild card race, and, and they're not going to catch the Cardinals. But to shave off two games, boy, how much time do you really need to shave off two games? Well, I, you could technically do it in the final series of a season. But you do feel like for the Brewers to be a playoff team, I mean a bona fide playoff team, to have confidence going into the postseason, you've got to find a way to, at the very least, split a four-gamer, and win a three-game series. And if that somehow leads to a maybe a five-game winning streak, that might be all the surge you need to get to that 85-86 win total, which I think could be enough to sneak in as a wild-card team, especially given what Philadelphia has done here lately, losing six out of their last seven games. So two more against the Colorado Rockies and a critical doubleheader at home on Thursday against the San Francisco Giants. And then the Reds visit American Family Field for a weekend series beginning Friday night. Still got the Cardinals on the schedule. The New York Yankees are on the schedule. The New York Mets are on the schedule. And, uh, oh, by the way, another opportunity against the Arizona Diamondbacks. Uh, Brewers will, I'm sure, have a little payback on their mind after what happened in Arizona last week. So tomorrow, Brandon Woodruff gets the mound for the Brewers in game two of the uh, three-game series. You know, it's another one of those opportunities where you've got one of your horses on the mound, 
you're looking for the kind of start that is befitting a Brandon Woodruff's all-star capabilities. He's 9-4 in the season with a 3.54 ERA. Uh, the last time out, he wasn't sharp. You know, much like Corbin Burns, we have seen a, a bit of a hiccup here from, I'd, I'd, I'd call them the money guys, the guys that you rely on for consistent quality starts. Well, I think by and large for Brandon Woodruff coming off the injured list, yeah, it's been there. I think he's been pretty solid, but his last opportunity was cut short. He allowed five runs in five and two-thirds innings, eight hits, a lot of home run, did strike out four, but that's a relatively low number for Brandon Woodruff. We're used to seeing that around seven or eight in five and two-thirds innings pitch. So he did not have his typical command. That has to come back here. With Burns struggling as of late and Woodruff struggling as of late, You can get by with a little hiccup once in a while from those guys, but I think you start asking a lot if you require a guy like Adrian Hauser to, you know, give up a couple of runs over five innings, or a guy like Jason Alexander to give you five innings and maybe allow a couple of runs. They've done it on occasion, but that's not the recipe for long-term success for this Brewers team. They will need their aces. They they will need their all-stars to pitch like all-stars if they want to be a playoff team. So another opportunity exists for the Brewers tomorrow in Game 2 of that three-game series against the Colorado uh, Colorado Rockies. Uh, look at the scoreboard tonight. As I mentioned, the Philadelphia Phillies are idle. Uh, they'll be back on the home field tomorrow taking on the Marlins. Uh, it's in the eighth inning right now in San Diego. The Arizona Diamondbacks have a 2-0 lead over the Padres. It's the top of the eighth inning. Arizona does have a runner on second base, so looking to perhaps pad their uh, lead here. And uh, Arizona is has caught a bit of fire here. Um, They're not a playoff team. They've been out of this race for all too long. They're a sub-500 team. But they're also a team that has uh, had a pretty darn good month uh, of September. And really, the the final week in August was also very sharp for the Arizona Diamondbacks. So, you know, yes, you lose to a sub-500 team. You drop three of four. You don't feel great about that. But you also look at it and say, man, where was the Arizona Diamondbacks in, in May and June? That's when he wanted to face the Arizona Diamondbacks. Now this team has has caught fire, taking three of four against the Brewers. They took two of three against the Phillies, which helped the Brewers, and they swept the White Sox. That's a pretty impressive week plus for the uh, Arizona Diamondbacks. So they look to keep that little streak alive uh, tonight, looking to close out the San Diego Padres again. 2-0 in the top of the eighth inning in San Diego. Cardinals lost today. They were shut up by the Washington Nationals by a score of 6 to nothing. So it's still a 7.5-game deficit here for the Brewers in the NL Central. Not very confident the Brewers can make all that up. It's the first time in 23 days the Brewers have gained ground on the Cardinals. Now, that just kind of gives you a clue as to how well the Cardinals have played. And even when the Brewers have come up with a win, the Cardinals have won typically on that day as well. 6-4, the final tonight in Colorado. Brewers extra innings returns following tomorrow's game. Uh, actually, no, it doesn't. It's a, kind of a weird 2:05 start. So we'll have Brewers extra innings following the doubleheader on Thursday. Enjoy the rest of your night on WTMJ.